welcome back to Something About Astrology. This is Chris Dotson. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm Gemini rising. I have, wait, I already screwed that up. My name is Chris Dotson. No, we're not going to start over because the moon is in Pisces. And when the moon is in Pisces, accidents will happen. You will say things you don't mean. Uh, So I think this is a great example. I would not want to try to hide and try to perfect right now during a Pisces moon. I want to accept the fact that I am a human. I am fallible and that humans in general are fallible. So our societies are also fallible because they're created by people who are fallible. So let's not try to... This is already going to start out pretty heavy. So anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go back to, my name is Chris Dodson. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm Capricorn Rising, and I have a Gemini moon. With me is... Almy Rose. I'm a Scorpio with the Pisces moon. Yeah. And uh, my rising is Gemini? Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Almy has a Pisces moon. Um, she's in a Pisces moon her whole life. It's pretty cool. The rest <laughs> of us experience a Pisces moon two or three days every month. And right now the moon is in Pisces and I tend to tease Piscean energy to a certain extent. First of all, because they're fun and playful. I love Pisces. Um, second of all, it, it can be a little tricky to get things done in an, in an efficient way when the moon is in Pisces. But right now it's the weekend. And even though it's a quarantine coronavirus type of weekend, which is not the same as the weekends we were used to prior to this, um, I'm okay with the Pisces moon falling on a weekend because technically the weekend is for unplugging, hopefully relaxing, hopefully escaping a little bit. And with the moon in Pisces, I think the placement of this particular Pisces moon is great. So if you're, if you're listening to this, this weekend, Saturday, April 18th, Sunday, April 19th, you know, if you can, depending on your situation and what's going on in your life, try to just unplug and unwind don't put any additional pressure on yourself this weekend. If you can, take a bath. Do something nurturing for your soul and for your well-being. And, and try to take it easy on yourself. Because the Pisces moon, trust me, is not putting any demands on you right now. You might be putting demands on yourself. But it ain't coming from the Pisces moon. So if you can get a little bit of this energy, um, ride the wave. Um, mm. Because in this day and age, we need to take these breaks whenever we can find them and this weekend is a good opportunity to just veg if if that's possible for you and i hope that it is um so right now that's what's going on this weekend sunday april 19th our friend the sun is going into taurus Mm. it's been in aries for me i i I just feel like with mercury and pisces just like pisces seem to last forever and for whatever reason, once the sun went into Aries, I feel like Aries just flew by, even though we've had this massive transition to the way we go about life. And a lot of that we're experiencing during Pisces and Aries. And now to a certain extent, maybe we have a kind of handle on it just in terms of knowing specifically what we're up against. And now that the sun is going into Taurus and Taurus is an earth sign So it is about the material world. The emphasis during Taurus will be on the material world. Uh, You know, where do we get our money from? Where do we get our groceries from? All that kind of stuff. That's going to be coming more into focus. If it Mm. wasn't already (laughs) massively in focus, it will be coming more into focus, the importance of those things. But I'm also thinking that 
Taurus energy is good in helping with those things. So we know what we're up against now. And hopefully some things just maybe just in the form of a stimulus check, you know, for those people who in the, in the U.S. who qualify for a stimulus payment, um, getting that little bit of help. And again, it's not much, but it's something uh, maybe that's a Taurus element coming through. And again, we don't know when you're going to get your money. It could take months for some of us, but hang in there. That money will be coming. That's all I got on the tax front. Great. Um, what else? Um, one of my favorite Tauruses of all time would be the comedian George Carlin. He was born May 12th, 1937 in Manhattan, New York. Uh, he's unfortunately no longer with us, but when he was here, he said and did a lot of funny stuff that brought hopefully a little bit of levity to some of our lives. Um, I bring that up because uh, we're going into Taurus, and then also Wednesday, April 22nd is Earth Day. And George Carlin had this famous bit about Earth Day and how he thought that, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, of course, but he felt that the Earth did not need any sort of rescuing whatsoever. He was saying that the Earth is okay and can fix itself. It's us human beings who uh, need the help. But basically, I'm just going to read a little bit from George Carlin's bit. Um, if you want to look this up, I strongly encourage you to. It's from one of his HBO specials. I don't remember what year. Maybe 1990-ish, somewhere in there. But um, basically said, the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone. And it will heal itself. It will cleanse itself. Because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover. The earth will be renewed. And again, the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. Um, so anyway, it's Earth Day on Wednesday, April 22nd. So it's a good day, yeah, to be aware of the earth and to treat the earth kindly. If you're, if the, if you're the kind of person who doesn't normally treat the, the earth kindly, why not go out of your way to be nice to it just for one day? But mm. for everyone else, um, just know the Earth is going to be okay. The Earth has dealt with stuff bigger than the human race before. And whatever damage we might do be doing to it, it's going to be okay. Yeah, like remember dinosaurs? Dinosaurs, yeah. I do remember. Well, I mean, not I wasn't there, but I, I, I'm aware of the, yeah, dinosaurs. Um, so anyway, also on Wednesday, April 22nd, in addition to it being Earth Day, it's also going to be a new moon. And again, when the moon is new, um, the energy, the overall energy in the air is going to be kind of low. We're going to feel a little bit more lethargic than we normally would. The new moon is the opposite of the full moon. The full mm. moon is when the moon is peaking. It's where you, see, you look out in the sky and it's like, whoa, the moon's massive. That's the full moon. The new moon is when the moon, you can't even find it in the sky. It's that small. And um, so this week, especially the middle of this week, if you're just feeling like bleh, even more so than what's been going on, that's it, okay. A lot of people are going to be feeling that. So, so hang in there. Um, also on Earth Day, there's just going to be a lot of squares that day. Um, the moon's going to be squaring everything. It's going to be squaring you know, Saturn again. It's going to be squaring Pluto again. It might feel a little heavy. So this week, you know, like I've been saying pretty much every week of late, <laughs> just hang in there. Um, we're dealing with some heavy stuff, obviously. Um, I'm going to speak a little bit about Pluto retrograde which is happening Saturday, April 25th. That's a week from today. 
most of us are familiar with Mercury retrograde. Uh, the planets have these retrograde phases where they move backwards. And Pluto is going to do that as well. Now, Pluto is an outer planet, um, which means it moves very slow. So we might not feel the effects of Pluto retrograde as much as we would, say, Mercury retrograde. But just so you know, Pluto is going retrograde on Saturday, April 25th. And it's going to stay that way until, I believe, October 4th. Um, Pluto, the planet, was discovered in 1930. As we know, it has since been reclassified, I think, like as a dwarf planet or one of those like, yeah, you're not an actual planet. I personally would not want to mess with Pluto. I would not want to tell Pluto you're a planet and then have to be the one to tell Pluto we're actually going to take that designation away from you. I would not want to make Pluto upset. Pluto mm. is a badass planet. Uh, I don't like to use the word bully, but when I think of the heavier planets in astrology, I, I of course think of Pluto. I of course think of Saturn. Pluto is a planet of transformation. So, it, but the thing is, the catch is, it's forced transformation. It's not like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm just going to transform today. That sounds great. I'm going to become this new person. No, it's after every other option has been taken away from you and you've been pushed into a corner and you have been beaten into submission to such, such an extent, you have no other options but to go this new route, whatever that might be. That's Pluto. Great. Um, it's the planet of the, of the subconscious. It's the planet of the underworld. And Pluto's an important planet for, for Scorpios, Almy. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's my ruling planet. It is your ruling planet. Do you know what the ruling planet of Scorpio was before it was um, Pluto? Uranus. Uranus. Good good guess. That's, that's Aquarius. Do you want to guess one more time? Mercury. Mercury, no, that's a good guess, though. It was Mars. Um, prior oh, to yeah. 1930, uh, the powers that be in astrology said that Mars is the ruling sign of both Aries and Scorpio. And as you can imagine, that probably didn't go so great. Aries and Scorpio having to share anything, let alone a ruling planet. I'm sure Scorpio is complaining, saying, I don't want to hang out with Aries. Aries will not shut up. All they want to do is talk about themselves and pump up their own egos. Mm. It's really annoying. Yeah. And then Aries, I'm sure, is saying, Scorpio, you're just brooding and mysterious, and you're always, like, hiding in a corner somewhere, and I can't get through to you, and why don't you just look me in the eye and have a normal conversation? It just, there's a lot of back and forth. And eventually the powers that be said, all right, got to separate these two. Here's this Pluto planet. Uh, this planet seems really dark and kind of unhappy and whatnot. And they're like, well, maybe we can try to give this to Scorpio. And then someone else is like, oh, trust me, Scorpio is going to eat this up. They are going to love this planet. And it's been a working relationship ever since. 1930, Pluto and Scorpio buddies. Oh, Would yeah. you agree? Oh, feel free to get closer to the mic, Elmi. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that leads us to our segment our favorite segment and really the only segment of our podcast which is <laughs> ask a scorpio with me almy rose october 24th scorpio knows firsthand what it's like to have a scorpio experience For sure. her mercury 
is also in Scorpio. Oh, wow. Her Venus is not in Scorpio. Her okay. Venus is in Libra. Mm. But her Mercury is in Scorpio. So not only is she a Scorpio sun, but she also communicates like a Scorpio. So I in do. my in my opinion, at least, she's, she's a very authentic Scorpio. Thank you. So, yeah. Almy, what I would like for you to share with us today is... What is the latest update as to when we can expect Disneyland and the Disneyland parks to reopen? Oh, that's a great question, Chris. This is all based on my nerdy interests and not based on any sort of insider info. But if I had to make an educated guess, I would say Disneyland California will likely not open until at least August. Gavin Newsom does not want us to go to Disneyland. Gavin Newsom could just, like, put us all in a bubble, he would. And I don't disagree, you know? Gavin Newsom's like, hey, I'm Gavin Newsom, none of you are going to Disneyland, all right. And I'm like, all right, I respect that. Meanwhile, Disney World in Florida, I think that might open sooner, and I think that will be a very bad idea. I think as soon as Disney World opens, everyone's going to get sick, and Newsom will be like, see, that's why I told you how to stay home. So, yeah, for Florida... I could see those crazy wild cards opening in June, and I think it would be a mistake, but for the Disneyland Resort, oh man, like August, I could see Newsom trying to push it till September, and he would be correct. Um, so in the meantime, get on YouTube, ride the rides virtually, that's what I do, because I'm a nerd. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I could be like an axe murderer. What if that were my hobby? What if my hobby were just killing people or doing drugs? But it isn't, okay? It's like watching videos of Disneyland on YouTube. And I think that's really not a bad thing, all things considered. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you, Elmi. And Elmi, if you wouldn't mind, just because you have your uh, cell phone yeah. on you in our little closet that we're broadcasting out of, just out of curiosity, would you mind looking up Gavin Newsom's sign? Oh, that's a great idea. And I'm going to go on a little bit more about Pluto retrograde while you do that. Sure. So, as I mentioned, Pluto's going retrograde a week from today on Saturday, April 25th. Thank you. Uh, what do you need to do? Uh, pretty much nothing. You don't have to take any action. Pluto is going to do its own thing anyway. But during this time, at least, it's a time to reflect. How should I put this? It's a time to reflect on, say, power struggles or if there's any relationships you might have where there's a, a power dynamic that maybe seems out of balance. There might be time to address that. Um, it's also a time of realizing what you have control over and what you have to let go of in terms of control, certain things in life that you simply just cannot control and, and might need to let go of. And again, this, these kinds of transformations, because Pluto is an, an outer-lying planet, it might not feel, you might not feel it as intensely. Um, I actually found this funny, well, to me it was funny, just the uh, directness of it, but uh, on astrology.com, Gray Crawford is an astrologer who wrote a, wrote an article about Pluto retrograde. And this one line just, it made me laugh. It will make no one else laugh, I guarantee you. But, but Gray Crawford wrote, Pluto retrograde won't be any stronger than when Pluto is moving direct. Because Pluto's intense either way. It's basically that what... made you laugh? <laughs> made me laugh. It's astrology humor. I'm also... I do taxes as my day job. And, and there's also this thing called tax humor. And it's never funny. It's never funny. So 
Um, and again, my sense of humor isn't particularly funny, but basically they're just saying Pluto exists. It's going to be intense, whether it's moving forward, whether it's moving retrograde. But anyway, it will be retrograde through October. Gray Crawford did say it's going to be most intense for Capricorns because Pluto is in Capricorn right now. So for you Capricorns dealing with heavy stuff, might get a little heavier. But again, if you are a Capricorn because you're ruled by Saturn, you're kind of used to dealing with heavy stuff your entire life yeah, anyway. For sure, for so sure. you're not going to be scared off by a little bit of Pluto. Hang in there. Uh, it's He was saying it's also going to be challenging for Cancer, Libra, and Aries. Uh, Cancer, Libra, Aries, and Capricorn are all cardinal signs. So because Pluto is in Capricorn, that means that Pluto energy is squaring with Cancer, Libra, and Aries. Um, and anytime planets form a square, that's an intense energy. So for the cardinal signs, you might be feeling this Pluto action a little bit harder than others. Or again, like in my case, I'm Capricorn rising. I feel like I've been feeling Pluto and Capricorn stuff for the last few years as, as they've been going through Capricorn and just making certain aspects of my life a living hell, but also improving certain aspects of my life. So it's one of those things. Got to hang in there. Who might actually feel better during this Pluto retrograde? They're saying Taurus and Virgo, perhaps. Perhaps Taurus and Virgo. And also, the sun's going into Taurus, so it's a good time to be a Taurus. Uh, my Taurus friend, Brendan, called me today. He normally never calls me. Tauruses don't necessarily go out of their way to talk and communicate. They're just kind of chilling, you know, but we're in a crisis. So now Tauruses want to talk, and I think that's great because Tauruses have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know. That's about all I got. I'm just glad we got this thing done because, again, the moon is in Pisces. Even getting motivated to do a little podcast was a little tricky today. But here we are at almost the 18-minute mark, and we have a podcast to share with you. So hang in there, everyone. I just want to go out of my way again to just say thank you to everyone who's working, all the essential workers, especially the grocery store workers. We mm -hmm. went to the grocery store again today, and just thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who keep showing up and helping us. Um, I have no way of getting food otherwise. If you guys weren't there, I'd be, I'd be screwed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, and uh, take care. Almy, you got any uh, final thoughts? Oh, man, just that uh, if you are also a grown adult who's obsessed with Disneyland, please understand you're not alone. It's okay. It doesn't make you weird. It makes you a little weird, but it doesn't make you like a, like a weird weird. You know, it's the kind of weird where it's like, Oh, okay. It's not the kind of weird you need to be ashamed of. So just nerd out whatever your hobby is. Mine is Disneyland. But if your hobby is uh, Lego or making miniatures or uh, learning magic, whatever your hobby is, this is a perfect time to nerd out on it. And Oh, and Elmi, uh, what are some of your favorite shows, those Disney shows you watch? What are the names of those shows? Yeah, so there are a lot of uh, YouTube Disney shows that I just adore. There's Offhand Disney. He's fantastic. Defunct Land is the best. Defunct Land focuses on Disney rides and attractions that are closed. But he's also been doing this long-form series about um, Walt Disney making Disneyland. He has disappeared, though, the past week or so, so I hope he's okay. Yesterworld is fantastic, and Yesterworld also covers Universal Studios, which I have an interest in as well, because I just like theme parks. Um, I love the, uh, the pageantry of it all. Um, what are some other Disney... I think those are the main ones that I'm always watching. DF... What's the Disney... The Disney Food Blog one is good, though it's mostly Disney World. 
which to me is like when Americans obsess over the royals, it's like, whoa, those aren't even our celebrities. So it's like I'm not as into Disney World because it's not our park. But I just, I so admire the amount of imagination and hard work and sheer math that goes into building a Disneyland ride. And I wish I could do it, but I can't. So instead, I just read about the parks. I listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos. And that's my thing. So whatever your thing is, go on YouTube. Don't be afraid to indulge it. Don't be afraid to start your own YouTube channel or a podcast. Just find a way to make your hobby something that gets you through the day unless your hobby is killing people in which case i would say maybe maybe don't don't do that yeah so try not to kill anyone and this has been your report for saturday april 18th through saturday april 25th wishing everyone good health stay safe we love you that's right uh stay safe stay indoors thanks for listening